Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your nope. Your host. Your nose. Your my, nose. My nose is I here, too. I got your nose. Uh, I can smell you guys coming. I got your nose. No, no, no. I'm Rich Dotson. <laughs> He's Matt O'Hara. Hey. He's Garrett Price. How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Got so nosy. That's so all of my business. We're back talking, uh, kind of picking up where we left off last week. We were redrafting this 21 to 23 class, like yes. this core of young guys. Uh, we were supposed to pick up on the Nerd Herd show. There was no Nerd Herd show. And I've had to stop after last uh, episode, had a family emergency. So we decided, hey, why not pick back up pick and right then do up. two more shows because there's enough players and go through the ne- next 30 players, essentially. So this yep. show and the Nerd Herd show, we're going to keep going. Um, should we recap we should. The players taken last. We should just in case. Definitely. Anybody have those in front of you? I, I do. do. I do. I have them right here. Ooh, All right. So Matt started us off with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Remember, this is super flex. Tight end premium. Tight end premium. Uh, Justin Fields was next off the board. Uh, Jamar Chase. I took him at one three. Then Bijan Robinson. Uh, Rich took Jalen Waddle at one five. Garrett Wilson at one six. One seven was Kyle Pitts. Anthony Richardson at one eight. Brees Hall at 1-9, Devontae Smith at 110, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown at 111, Jameer Gibbs at 112. And then we went three extra picks because time allowed. Time yeah, allowed. And this we, isn't, this and isn't rounds. This is just order. Garrett's like, oh, how many rounds are we going to do? I'm like, how about we just, just go in order? Like, it's like a ranking set. Basically, yeah. So uh, <laughs> the next three picks then were CJ Stroud, Chris Olave, and Bryce Young. We also thought that we were going to come right back and we, continue going. We didn't think that. Almost seamlessly, so we just, you know, whatever. Eh, um, we'll just stop in the middle of the round. Who cares? Yeah, but dude, that's, this is life, though. You blink, it and is. it's a week later. It's like, oh, mm. dude, I wish I had more Dynasty Nerd show. It's like, just blink. We'll be back. That's but, how I feel it is. Like, I feel like I'm in this chair nonstop. To make up for it, though, it is out a day early this week. It is out for a day early. I got to go out of town. I'm going to Michigan tomorrow. I go. Dave Matthews, my wife. Go. So... Yes, I listened to Dave Matthews. I met my wife at a Dave Matthews concert in 2005. There you go. So How, how romantic. Yeah, it's kind of our thing. So I we mean, go see Dave like every year. It's kind of like our little romantic thing. Yes, we're going to French kiss for all you perverts <laughs> out there. Yes, <laughs> oh, we, we. we're in love still. Um, we've been 2005. What is that? 18 years? That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. I don't even want to count. That's a full-blown adult, our relationship. <laughs> go out there and vote. Good, good for our relationship. Look at you guys. Look at us still going weak. <laughs> Still going week. Oh no! So we're recording. We're recording a day early. Um, but yeah, dude, just just another podcast. We're gonna keep going. We were talking about that before the show. It's like uh, we were talking about like fancy Twitter and how there's there's a lot more like scuffles going on in fancy Twitter. Uh, I feel like these days, and it's like, dude, just get your opinion out there. You know, the, you know we all find out who's right and wrong. Event. You know, the greatest thing about podcast and opinions is we always find out who's right. Yep. So every year. Anybody who ever Proves argues with me, I'm like, all right, dude, agree to disagree. We'll find out who's right. I mean, of course, I'm right way more than I'm wrong. But well, I mean, of that's, course, that's just talk to us in September. That's why I'm Dynasty Rich. That's why that's I'm uh, yeah, that's the that's richest man around. I mean, in name. Uh, so it's just like, dude, that's that's why Twitter for me these days. Like when you follow me, I used to be very active on Twitter. Yeah. Like I still love Twitter. I'm on there every single day of my life. I'm actually addicted to it. It's like one of the few things I'm addicted to in life. I really am. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. 
But like, I'm like, dude, all my stuff, let's just come to Dynasty Nerds Podcast. I got the info there. Yep. Go check out our YouTube channel. You know, check out our, well, don't check out our Discord. Garrett's on there. Yeah. Uh, I get on there when I can. Uh, we got to do it. We got to do a, uh, a Q&A on there soon. We should. For the Nerd Herds. So you got Q's, we've got A's. When you, ooh, hey, let me get the light. Let me get the light. Dude, don't forget the light. <laughs> Blinded by I was, the light. I was like, for the YouTube channel, I was like, if you see the sign behind me, the Nerd Herd, <laughs> and you want to join it and get access to all our cool stuff. Uh, there's an easy way to go about doing it. And you're like, hey, the Nerd Herd. I heard you guys talking about all the time. We got cool apps. Go to the Nerd Herd. Shout out to everybody who gave like us a rate review on uh, the Scott Fishbowl. Um, oh, I, I don't have my phone <laughs> in front of me about the winner of our Scott Fishbowl entry, but gave that away. Got Did it. you? Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, congrats. I, think it's I was, I was hoping you remembered to do that. Because I knew that you had that like that Sunday deadline. I did. Uh, I got it in this morning. I okay. messaged Scott. I was like, nice. hey, Scott, I hope this is too late. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a so different many, time the first, zone. Well, the first person I messaged, I messaged him last night. And I was like, they didn't message me back. Like, I messaged probably like 5 o'clock at night, somewhere around there, yeah. in the afternoon. And they messaged me back. I wrote him back like late before I went to bed. I was like, dude, I just kind of like a time-sensitive thing. Not to like rush you. <laughs> like, I need your information. <laughs> know, like today. And mm-hmm. I woke up and he wasn't there. I was like, what do I do? Do I wait? Or do I go on the next guy? And I was like, dude, I don't want to like miss this opportunity to get right. somebody in the Scott Fishbowl. So I just wanted the next person. Uh, and luckily got him in, Scott. I always count Scott being super sweet. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I think you can always rely on that. And if you didn't get in, check out the Scott Fishbowl. Yep. Like, the biggest thing I always say about Scott Fishbowl is like, people go, like, oh, I want to be in there. I want to, all you got to do is sign up. Like, sign up. Then you got and a chance. You have a chance. And the big thing is like, just look for all these like contests, these fantasy carriers contests. Like, yep. that's, well, the big thing you have to remember with, with the Scott Fishbowl is like this is a give back thing. It's the yes. reason I like I buy, I buy shirts every year. This yep. year I bought two shirts, like Scott Fishbowl shirts, because all that money goes to. I got my Taco Bell one. Did you? Yep. I got the Mike and Ike's, of course. Yes. And, and I had to get a Texas Roadhouse one. But there's like a million more. The rules are fantastic. Like, literally a million more. I, I want. I'm looking at. I'm trying to figure out which ones I want. I still haven't ordered one. Have you I, picked a division? Yeah, I'm in the Miller Lite one. Okay, then get a Miller Lite I one. I want to get a Miller Lite one, but I like the Patron one. I like a couple other <laughs> ones as well, and you know what I mean. So. Dude, we should we should order I, more. Yeah, I definitely want to get a high noon one. Like the high noon one's pretty cool too. I mean, I know like all mine have would be alcohol ones that I like. <laughs> but uh, Man, I wore one of the trend. Like, trend. <laughs> like, is that Texas Roadhouse shirt you're wearing? I'm like, nah, it's, it's a fancy football contest. <laughs> but the big thing is, it's like that's what it's for. It's for like giving back. Like right. Scott, you know, um, John Bosch, Bob Gilcrest, like all these guys put a lot of time in this. Ryan McDowell. And all this money goes to like toys for tots. Like they buy so many to- tens of thousand dollars for kids on Christmas. Like it's such a good thing. Like obviously mm-hmm. we all know the name and everybody wants to win it. Um, but it really is for a good cause. So if you want to get in, donate to fantasycares.com. Uh, get in there, join some of those things. Right now on Sleeper, they have a contest. It's five bucks in the top 250 finalists. Get an entry into Scott Fishbowl next year on Sleeper. Huge. Um, and it, or on that. Not sleeper. Is it underdog? It's on underdog. It's, it's on underdog. Yeah, and it's yeah. for 2024. So next year's, they would get an entry into next year's. And it's, it's a fun contest because like every analyst you could possibly think of is in this. Yes. Like every possible analyst you can think of is in this contest to compete. And it's like it grows every year. Last year it was like 1,500 to be over 2,000 this year. Two years ago I came in the top 10 because you know, I'm pretty good at what <laughs> I do. Um, so get out there and check that out. I encourage everybody to donate, donate. You won't get in pro- this year, but that's fine. I mean, and, if, and the big thing is if you keep trying, Scott goes out of his way to make sure that if you like if you try to get in for three years, he'll get you in. Like he's mm. that good of a manager of this format. But the more you give and the more you help out, 
the better chance you have to give in there. And we mentioned it's on underdog this year for all those contests. If you go on there and you put in the five bucks, like not only you have that, that Scott fishbowl contest, you can have, right. but they also have the, the, the best ball mania where you can win $3 million. An underdog is such a fun place. And, and I love seeing it grow. Like with the Scott fishbowl, community, you know, with all these other people advertising it, right. our advertising partner, we've have a really good relationship with underdog. If you don't have underdog, you gotta get down there and draft, Download the app now just for a chance to get the Scott Fishbowl. Right. It's only a $5 contest. You get, you get enter in multiple contests as well. And right now, if you use the promo code nerds, they're going to match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. So like, Hey, I want to join a couple of these, um, Scott Fishbowl entries. It's the top two fifty get in. I listen to the nerds. So I know I'm probably going to become top 50 because I'm a pretty good uh, fantasy player because of all this sweet, super podcasting they do here. Like, cause if you don't, like you might as well be having sex with the king because you're royally effed. And what you need to do is <laughs> get in there where that was going <laughs> and use the promo code nerds. And they're gonna. And what you do is you put in ten dollars. And what we're gonna do? What they're gonna do? What we're gonna do is what we're, we're gonna, gonna send you a promo code for a free year of the nerd. A whole year. And that's all you need, baby. Is one year to get acclimated into our system. That's it. What we're gonna give you? We're gonna get the extra podcast, which is like. Mm. Money in the bank. It's entertaining. It's information. Rookie season. It's invaluable. Uh, yes. You get all the rookies. You get access to our film room, which is the largest film room you're going to find out there with all 22 film on yep. these rookies. You get the nerd score and you get the dynasty nerds app. You drive on there. We have all these tools on there for you. That's going to literally keep growing. Like yes. I promise you from the day when it was like last year, where it is today, it just keeps growing and getting better and better and yes, better. Sir. That's our roadmap. And all you gotta do is go to underdog, Download that uh, app. Put in the promo code. If you're already a member, we're going to send you a shirt as well. If Join. you're not, if you're not, you get that rookie year free, right? Yeah, you get that rookie year you're free. Join the Scott Fishbowl entries. It's give yeah. you're giving back to like kids, like you really are. So do that. Get in the best ball mania. Win three million dollars. Get into the smaller contest with their so you many win a million dollars. So many different ways to play. Play with your friends. Underdog fantasy. Download the app today. You must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK in Tennessee. Call 1-800-889-9789. So we're off with the 16th pick here. 16th we talk about pick. some of these guys that we want to draft. Matt, you are back on the clock here. Ooh, I um, am. Such a ton of talent here, mm-hmm. which we're still looking at. I mean, I still look at a lot of these guys as core players yep. um, yes, that are still available, which remember, if you're a core player, you're 25 or under, and you have top, what do you say, top 15 consistent upside? Yeah, I would player? say so. Okay. <clears throat> so, Matt, where, where are you putting all your chips so I, here's where my head's at, right? I mean, we're in a super flex tight end premium and one tight ends off the board right? Mm-hmm. so far. Um, most of the qu- good quarterbacks I feel like are kind of have gone. Yep. There's some other guys that I feel like are somewhat risky, risky or questionable as sure. far as their upside type of guys left. Uh, but then there's some fantastic wide receivers left yep. and, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, there's Jackson Smith and Jigba. There's Drake London. Um, Christian Watson, Jordan Addison, Trillin Burks, uh, uh, Jamison Williams is there, who yeah. I you know absolutely loved last year. Reading Pickens, we didn't get to see we didn't get to see him as much as I'd like, but yeah. So those are some of the guys that are kind of remaining on the board, and, and kind of that's where my thought process is going is kind of towards one of those guys right now, just because I don't love the other guys right mm-hmm. now. Um, so for me, I am going to go all 
upside and go Jameson Williams because he's my Ooh. homie from last year. Wow. And I still heart him. And I know it's a bit of a surprise. I know there's some guys that you probably would have taken ahead of him. Everyone here. There in, are a in few. This, and, and that's okay. There's a handful. But, but Jameson Williams is my guy, and I'm sticking with him. That's so just just for the thought process, because I don't hate it. You know, he was somebody that was one of your top three rookie wide receivers last year. Yep. It's a, a decent situation there where he could, you know, emerge. But what made you like him more than specifically Jackson Smith and Jigba in London? Like those are the two that I'm, I'm really sure. surprised to see him go ahead of. So Jackson Smith and Jigba just obviously we don't know exactly how long it's going to take for him to get going there. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, he's got a, a very ultra good wide receiver on the other side, as does Jameson Williams. I, I could tell you how long it's going to take about 19 months. All right. At the most. 12 months. But Drake, Drake London, I just don't like as much as I like Jameson Williams. And it's and, and he is admittedly in a better situation. I mm-hmm. just, as a prospect, I like Jameson Williams more. And, and I just see higher upside with a guy like Jameson Williams than I do with really either one of those two guys. So I, it's the upside that I'm shooting for sure. with the Williams. The other two guys, I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's just a notch below uh, uh, from a talent standpoint uh, for, for me anyway. And, and you're getting him uh, over now a full. He's well, almost going to be two years. By the time he comes back, he's pretty much two years removed from his, his ACL, yep. mm-hmm. which is what you want to see because the, right. the first year after ACL is always a down year for pretty much ninety eight percent of all yep. fantasy players. Like when you come back, then you're not going to be as explosive. You're not going to be as efficient unless you you get outliers. You know, like there's a chance, a good chance, Brees Hall will be an outlier this year. You know, kind of like Adrian Peterson was. Good. Um, and Jamison Williams, I mean, he has gifts that you can't teach, like speed, um, solid route runner, good hands, yeah. and and an offense that's really on the up, too. Uh, so, again, I don't hate to pick either. There's definitely a couple of players I would take ahead of him, but not too many players. When I say a handful, it's probably literally a handful. But so, like, five? So, like, five. Not a handful. I mean, how many, is in a ha- how many players can you fit in a hand? Well, it depends. Like, are we talking M&Ms? Are, are we, we talking, talking about rings on your fingers? Yeah, we're talking about rings on our finger. And like how many rings? Super Bowl rings, you're not getting many. But like, look at my wedding ring. Like, I mean, I yeah, you, get, could, you could jam a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I one, get like five yeah. rings on one finger. So yeah. somewhere between like two players and 37 players. I think that's a right about the range. Okay, that's the range. I think yeah. that's correct. I think it's, I think yeah. it's pretty accurate. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just wanted to clear things up for people. Like, I, honestly, and, I would probably take Traylon Burks ahead of Jamison Williams. I'm close. And just like fantasy Twitter, time will tell. Time yeah. after time. Time, time will tell. We'll tell. You are the wide receiver guru, so. That's <laughs> true. Time will tell. <laughs> time after time. But anyway, um, Rich, you're up next, man. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not? Why oh, do you still, you, not, you why do you still not know the order? Listen, I have a mental <laughs> deficiency. Right. If you haven't learned this lot, I mean, you've been my best friend for 25 years. Uh-huh. This podcast has to go for nine years. If people don't know that my brain just not work properly, then, well. I know. That's why I was reminding you that it's your turn. I know. Thank you so much. I don't know where I'd be without you. <laughs> nice to meet the rest of you guys. I literally have a, a mentally challenged, but that's just me. Um, so I'm taking Drake London here. And there's, a, again, there's there's tons of good players here. And I know you could be sitting in your car going, what? You took him over Jackson Smith or you took him over Ramondre or Christian Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. They, you know, already, I, they already did that with pick, man. That's fine. <laughs> well, for sure they did with you pick. Yeah. Like, Dude, this guy's a moron. I go, and I'm, it's my first time listening to the show. Who's this Matt guy? <laughs> Dumbest guy on the show, probably. <laughs> probably. He's a wide receiver guru. Dude, watch Will, watch Will. the YouTube. He's also the best looking. So find it out. makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't be everything. Here, let me yeah. shuffle him leg. No. <laughs> All you got to do is look at Matt's wide receiver history when everybody else tells him he's stupid when he has guys like Justin Jefferson. Ahead, like, is his wide, like I, 
I'd rather have him than Jamar Chase. And people were like, you're a moron. And he's like, well, here I am. Uh, AJ Brown, he had higher than everybody else. This guy knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to benefit now. But I'm taking Drake London. Drake London, somebody who came on uh, his rookie year and started off his first game absolutely fantastic. Wow, this guy's going to be a monster. Oh, Sons of targets, huge Looks games. Uh, kind of took a step back there in the first couple of weeks of the game. But the second half of the season, he did, he, he increased every aspect of his game you know from his receptions went up one his target share went up a percent um his yards per game went up over 10 yards per game uh the second half of the of of the year his yards per route went up per year his points per game went up two points almost two points per game uh the second half of the year so he did get better the second half and that's when when desmond ritter came into the game and with Drake London, you know, he's an X receiver. Like, he's an alpha receiver Definitely. on a team that's going to be consistently consistently struggling to start off. So he's going to get a ton of target share. He will be the number one target on this offense. It will not be Kyle Pitts. It will be Drake London. What? Um, doesn't mean Kyle Pitts isn't going to get a ton of target share, too. But the new, the true de- deep threat, the true weapon in this offense will be Drake London. And with, with this team... I don't even know that you believe that what you just said. Oh, I 100% believe it. I, I mean, I think know. Kyle Pitts is going to get a ton of target right. shares too, but for a tight end, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, he'll he'll be involved, but trail, it's we're always looking for that alpha X receiver. You're looking right? at 130 targets versus 115 targets. For yeah, the, pretty for much, Kyle. yeah. All right. That's 15 fantasy points plus two yards. I'll take it. All right. Uh, so, Assuming those are all catches. So, any, and, I, and in a lot of startups, I've been grabbing some a lot of Drake London shares. I've been trying to grab them because... You want that guy. Definitely a guy who's only like 21 years old. So you get the youth, you get the upside, you get the dominance where he, he played at USC. You, you've seen him do it at the NFL level already at 21 years old. Right. So we don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to be the guy, but in this offense right now, even for 2023, we don't need Desmond Ritter to be the guy. We don't even need him to be. We just need him to be just to do enough and get some position where Kind of where Drake London fell off last year, where he fell in the second half of the year, where he's averaging about 12 points per game. Like, I'm okay with that. If we can get a slight uptick in his game where he, this all progresses just a little bit, which you would expect in the second year offense of Desmond Ritter, with Bijan opening everything up in that passing game as well. If I get a slight uptick to where that's right around 13 points per game, you're talking about a bona fide high end wide receiver, too, sure. in his second year under the age of 23 years old. So, for me, that's where it is. Where there's not many many opportunities to get that true big X receiver, and here I am getting him at pick like number eighteen overall uh, here in a re- like not even just over the last three years of player. So I'm very excited about it. No, that, that's a that's a good selection. I he's definitely one of the two or three players that I was looking at with this next pick. So uh, and and Drake. Drake London showed a lot last year. He showed that he can be that type of player. Yes, there were some weeks where the stats were a little bit lower, but that team just ran the crap out of the football. I do think they're going to open it up a little bit this year. Desmond Ritter in a second year now. Uh, so so I like that pick. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the offense there, and, and that's kind of another reason why I went the other way. Uh, with my pick, I, I'm just – I don't know how much they're going to actually want to throw the ball. I'm not sure if they're just going to be like this run heavy team that really just is trying to bring along a quarterback very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that might end up in the long run working out great, right? Because we've seen it happen. That is a great way to develop a quarterback. But if it doesn't work out, and now all of a sudden we've wasted two years looking at Desmond Ritter and trying to bring him along slowly. 
and then that doesn't work out. They start again, and then it's another kind of two-year slow run, running window where it's like, at what point do we do we get production out of Drake London? I guess is, is well. Like it, the I, high my feeling is stuff. if it doesn't work out though, then they're in a position like a really good position now to get you know either they probably I don't think they finish definitely being the NFC low enough to probably get it, be in position to get Caleb Williams, but maybe they could trade away the farm for Caleb Williams. Which I doubt it because everybody's talking about Caleb Williams. Is literally, I mean, Caleb Williams wins back to back Heisman's. You know, be the first quarterback to ever do something like that. I mean, he's going to be considered one of the greatest college prospects of all time. Right. People are going to be giving up the farm, and whoever has that pick is probably going to take Caleb Williams almost outside of who they have, unless it's like Jacksonville. But you know, I think he's. I think if if it does work out, then you're cool. Like, oh, cool, it kind of worked out. But if it doesn't, I think they're still in a position to get a good quarterback, whether it be Quinn Ewers, whether it be Drake May. I think they'll be in a position to upgrade their quarterback situation regardless. And the good news is when Ritter came in, I mean, look at the the last five games of the season. They really funneled him targets. Uh, Drake London had 12, 11, 9, 8, and 8 over the last five games. So they really figured out where their bread was buttered, and they they made sure that they got him the ball early and often there. And so I, and I think Drake, I, I think Desmond Ritter was a big part of that. So I, I think he'll do do that do him service this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but either way, I think he's going to continue to get the uh, I hope it does. Like, I don't want it to sound like I'm being negative on the guy and, and Desmond Ritter. But I mean, I, I, it's you a concern. It is a concern. Yeah. And, and you gotta remember Arthur Smith offense, even though he ran a ton with Derrick Henry, he still would focus like the number one wide receiver still got his target sure. share and still yeah. produced. So, yeah. uh, I have a feeling I know where Garrett's going here. I, I was a little bit torn, but I, I couldn't pass up on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, he I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was wrong. Uh, then maybe the player you're thinking of was the one that like caught my eye. Uh, we'll see if he's still left for me when I come back around next. But uh, part of it was you look at who I've I've graded, and this is purely as a prospect, but the guys that I've rated as the top five wide receivers uh, since I've been doing the nerd score, they've been Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, CD Lamb. So those have been the top four. Number five with Jackson Smith and Jigba. So if he can be as a as, as talented as those players, we've seen all of those guys have legitimate success at the NFL level already. And they're yeah. all very young players still, but they're all very successful guys. All players that are getting taken in the top three or four rounds of a startup, most of those guys are getting taken inside the top two rounds uh, of a startup right now, with the exception of Smith that goes, you know, in round three. So if he's the type of player that can crack that type of score as a prospect into that range with those kind of players, I feel pretty good that he's going to have a good career. You you add in the fact that Lockett is is basically at the end here, so it's really going to just be him and DK Metcalf. And look, Metcalf's going to get his, but we've seen this offense have two successful wide receivers for a long time. So it's not like it's a concern as to whether or not they'll be able to make it work. Uh, so I, I love him as a prospect. I do like the situation. Obviously I would have loved it if he would have been the one to go with, you know, Justin Herbert or something like that. But I still think that this is a great situation and all of the reports coming out are, have just been absolutely glowing saying he's already, you know, built a rapport with, with Geno Smith and, he looks so much more advanced than most rookies and things like that. And granted, this is fluff season. You hear that about almost every player. It is very fluffy out there. It, it is. It's it's very fluffy. But you, you watch his tape. None of that surprises me. Like right. he did already look more advanced than a lot of rookies. So uh, I I believe that he can be that kind of player. And so I'm going to take him here. 
Yeah, he's one of those players, if he didn't miss his entire year last year, he could have been taken even higher. Yeah, so absolutely. Definitely. Fantastic mm-hmm. hands, fantastic route runner. Not the fastest guy in the field, but what he does well, you don't need him to be the fastest on the field because field, he's going to win. Yep, he um, gets open. So man, that's what counts. It, and that leads just to a lot of PPR points as well. Mm-hmm. So he, this is somebody who I view as his floor. He's a consistent wide receiver too, like consistent. And that's, that's a home run pick. Definitely where we're at right now. Uh, again, just in this three-year core where, where mm-hmm. he's going. This is somebody who really has nowhere to go but up. I mean, true, he can go down. But I think from what I'm saying with you, yeah. from watching all his tape, from following him from day one of his career, this is a player that I look at as a very safe player. And sometimes that's just worth its weight in gold as well. Yeah. You know, like, but he's also that safe player that has that high upside. But if it's four, if he turns into Tyler Lockett, like Tyler Lockett's been such a huge affordable asset oh, yeah. in Dynasty over the last four to five years. Yep. Consistently being that wide receiver, 13 to 16, somewhere around yep. there, that, that's a championship caliber player. So yep, absolutely. to get that kind of player on your roster is such a home run. Even though there's a lot of question marks in Seattle, like long-term with quarterback, that's 75% of the NFL. Like for long term, like is this truly the answer? And that's right. where teams have some quarterbacks that you feel comfortable with. So I love the pick. Yeah, no, I think it's a great pick at this point. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little bit jealous that I that he didn't follow me, and that you you grabbed him right before I got a chance to scoop him up. As well, you well. had your chance, buddy. I you did. had your chance. I did, and, and I probably some, would have still got James. Somebody's making out with the king. But he is making out with the king. I know that I could have gotten Jameson Williams here, and that is okay because I took him. You wanted I, you wanted to put your stamp on it. I, I get it. I yeah. took him where I took him. Yeah, you take him where I you said have. What I said. Yeah, exactly. Take him where you have him ranked. This isn't an actual draft where you'd wait. Like you're, we're kind of like ranking our own players sure. here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, for, so for me, I mean, the guys that are are, are jumping off the page, uh, you know, right off this ADP coming down the list are all kind of running backs yep. and 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 some wide receivers that. I don't feel real comfortable with. So this being super flex, I, I'm going to go back to the quarterback and, and get the the last guy that I feel pretty solid about. Unbelievable. And, and I'm going to go Kenny Pickett right thought here. I thought I was going to not get Ray Sox off by taking Kenny Pickett next pick. No way, but, man. I swear to God, that's what I thought was, I was, I was. I'm a slippery so, snake in there. It's a great pick, man, no, because I this mean, is still super flex. Yeah, so you have to grab him. I have to grab him. I mean, none of the running backs have really, they don't have long-term value in this format. So I'm going to go with the, the last guy that I feel really solid about. The other quarterbacks on the list are, are Trey Lance, uh, Will Levi's and and Brock Purdy, Mac Jones. He like doesn't of, know his name. He just doesn't like to say it. <laughs> none of these guys are are like they don't make me feel good when I pick them. Kenny Pickett is the last guy that I actually feel good about. He he showed out um, towards the end of last season. We're talking about this. Kind of going to be kind of a theme here with rookies and kind of showing out the second half of the season. And and I think he kind of proved that the Steelers made a good pick and they know how to kind of bring guys along. And, and, you know, they're going to lean heavily on the run game, and, and that's okay. Najee is going to get a lot of work. He was the one running back that I was kind of thinking about mm-hmm. taking. But how much tread is going to be left on those tires in two to three years? Because they're just going to they're going to grind him into the ground, I feel like, kind of trying to get this offense going and, and get Kenny Pickett kind of up to speed in the NFL. But they've shown it, that it works, and that's the the Steeler way is to kind of bring these guys, these guys along slowly. So I think Kenny Pickett's going to have another kind of – building block year this year and 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 these they're, they're just going to keep kind of building on what he's done in years past and kind of giving him a little bit more and a little bit more until he's thriving in the yeah. nfl so if, a few years from now i think kenny pickett's gonna be a nice little qb2 high-end qb2 option 
uh, to low end QB one. Uh, but he's never going to be that. In my opinion, I don't think he's got an upside of a top five quarterback, but in Superflex. I'm cool with that safety of, of, uh, of a quarterback QB. 15. Yeah. Of a quarterback 15, yeah. right? Be now. quarterback. If you're my quarterback two and you're quarterback 15 every single year, like that's a championship caliber player in my eyes, you're a top 70 overall scorer, lot, most likely top 50, top yep. 60 there. And you're, you're right. The second half of that season, those last five games, he looked fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I know, I think for pro football focus, like he was very highly graded over the last couple of games, led some fourth quarter bet, uh, comebacks as well so shows his moxie he made some nice throws and stuff too like highlight stuff that you're like oh i didn't know that he had that trick in his bag you know what i mean so it, it is good to see that kind of stuff late in the season especially yeah. young quarterbacks upgrade offensive line upgraded in receiving court upgraded tight end core uh really building around him which mm-hmm. was pittsburgh is smart and gonna do they're gonna really put kenny pickett in the best position and when you play super flex tight end premium you are swinging for these quarterbacks so they're, they're worth their weight in gold because even a quarterback two still holds trade value because you know, there's only 32 in the league and some of those bottom guys are worth nothing. And usually and you're in 12 man league. So if you are the have and you have that third quarterback, you're in a minority because there's only eight teams of the remaining 12 that can even possibly have a start in third quarterback. So, and most of those guys are wishy washy. They're the bridge guy before right. this yeah. guy gets here. And I have Matt Stafford. You're like, yep. Oh, you know, like, and I like Jared Goff a ton, but that could, that could be your guy. I or Aaron Rodgers. You know, hope he's the guy, but we don't know. So Pickett, we know he's the guy. And right. he's honestly even start up some of the best value you could possibly get. I got him the uh the King's Classic inaugural draft. And I should probably put that on Twitter too. Check that out with all the, a lot of really big names in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a privilege to, the draft against for the King's Classic. So I love Kenny Pickett. I love the situation is. I, I, I love to see him grow into year two and see what he become. They're really kind of just establish himself as like the Jared Goff uh, of the NFL, which I'm more than happy to have. Uh, and, I think it was the week that you were gone, Matt. We talked a little bit about quarterbacks and which ones we were buying, which were selling. Kenny Pickett was a buy for you, and he was like a borderline sell for me. And I, I kind of talked about some of the reasons why his his season was the worst as a rookie since Mitch Trubisky, fantasy points wise, and uh, for guys that started more than twelve games, I think it was. Or, um, but that being said, I don't mind him being taken here because there are there are some signs that he could. Uh, be in a better situation. I, I love talking about the head coach, offensive coordinator, young quarterback in a third season together. That's that's huge. So I do expect better things this year. Uh, I'm just not super high on him as a player individually, but in this format, without the ability to be able to take some of the other quarterbacks around him that I would, I have no problem with him going here. And that's what you're thinking. Like you're you're thinking, well, Kenny Pickett's not the best quarterback, but you're. When you're when you're looking that way, you're like, that's the wrong way to look at it. Is Kenny Pickett going to score more points on a points per game basis long term than Najee Harris, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, uh, Traylon Burks, Javon, you know, Jordan Addison? Yep. The, the odds are, yeah. Mostly, even if he's just weeks. a middle of the road, yep. the answer is yes. Right. If he's even just middle of the road, and if you so, what you're really doing is just like swinging here for middle of the road, hoping there's more higher upside there. But you're like, okay, I'll take middle of the road here. And you, mm-hmm. when it comes to Superflex, I, I think too many people don't feel comfortable with that, right? Like, right. it's like, like just kind of like some of these players we talked about before, like the Tyler Lockett's, um, the, you know, the Robert Woods for years. The, the guys we consistently talk about that mm-hmm. constantly produce, but like, they're always like the kind of afterthought. Not they're always getting traded. Nobody wants to draft them. Like, there's right. a value in dynasty startups because they produce. But maybe they're a little bit older, or like you said, they're not sexy enough because they're, they're never going to be a wide receiver one. 
But we talk about this show all the time. You have to be extremely comfortable with wide receiver twos, mm-hmm. running back twos. Because we talk, we talk about all the time, there's only 12 wide receiver ones. It's like right. such a huge misconception out there of like what you're reaching for. Like everybody's thinking they're putting their hands in this giant vat of gold. And meanwhile, all they're pulling out is gold colored crayons, right? You know, like it's, 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 it's not gold. It's, it's just waxy. Yeah, it's waxy, dude. It's I mean, melting. It's waxy. So I'm on the clock here. And I'm looking at a couple players here, and I'm actually going to go positional value just kind of like how you did. And when it comes to positional value, you always got to look at the league that you play in in a scoring format. You know, it's it's a it's a big problem that some people don't I pay it. That's your take. Some people don't pay attention to it. Um, they, they look at like they don't realize they're playing super flex. So let these quarterbacks slip. It's a mistake. They don't realize it's tight end premium, and you need to hog up the tight end tight ends. And I'm taking Kenny Dalton and Kate here because yeah, I know it. one, I absolutely love the player. I love them from from literally day one that I watched his tape. I do a scouting report uh, scouting uh, report we'll for. Uh, Mike Fanaro for the uh, Fanaro podcast, Rookie Fever podcast. And I've had a huge hit rate doing his show too for the rookies that I pick. And what I love about Doug and Kate is he's number two there, Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. And they've constantly looked for this number two in the passing game. Uh, I love Ken Dorsey as mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator there. Obviously, I love Josh Allen. I love this team and where it's going. Brandon B gets an extension. Sean McDermott gets an extension. And Dalton Cade's essentially just a big receiver, right? Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. That's what he is. He's got some of the best hands in his entire draft. He's got one of the largest wing spans in this draft. He runs extremely good routes for being a tight end. He really does. And he does yep. all this only playing football for pretty much the last like four years of his life, four to five years of his life. So he's got so much war room to grow. And it, there's a not only does he there's to me there's a clear path to him being the number two weapon in this offense, but even going to the year two when Stephon Diggs is hitting at year thirty age, there's even a more clear path. Not saying this is 100% going to turn into fruition, but there is a path for him to become the Travis Kelsey and number one option in this offense. So for me, when it comes to tight ends, it's about target share, target share, target share. This is where a situation meets a target share opportunity with an, a player I absolutely love his tape, like adore. One of my, you know, him, TJ Hawkinson, like there's, Always a tight end, I, 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 you know, where it's like I'm walking out in the cold and my nipples are just so hard. Like everybody mm. knows how happy I am, or not happy, how excited. I don't even call that freezing exciting. Cold you are. Yeah, that's, that's a wrong. That's a wrong analysis. Uh, anytime I bring or analogy. Anytime I bring it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anytime I bring up nipples, Garrett, take your shirt off. Uh, I, I'm gonna do it. So for me, Dalton Cade is the pick here. I absolutely love him. I think he's he's great value. I wish I had more shares of him. I still don't think I'm in 20 dynasty leagues. And my favorite tight end, I still don't think I have a single share of Dalton. Guess who's That's, got him in our dynasty oh, league? I know you did. I tried to offer you George Kittle. And you're like, I rejected this trade four months ago. I'm like, oh, son of a <laughs> B, I think you did. I think you did. You were trying to get, you tried to give me George Kittle. And you wanted my first and which is, I, I want to like Kaseki. Yeah. Well, I didn't know how much you like Kaseki. I love Kaseki. <laughs> I didn't know how much you liked him. I was like, you I rejected this a month ago, dude. Same as I Maybe you counter me with like, no Kaseki. Here's just one seven for Kittle. Like your team's on the up. You're ready to compete. It is. Like it I thought is. you could use an yeah. established tight end. Mm-hmm. But I got denied. Nah. I'll, listen, the one thing I always do is I find a way to get my tight ends. Always do. Find I Because I'll overpay for that long-term longevity. And I, 
you, got, you could trade down from one one in the uh, the nerds invitation. Oh, don't listen. Don't trade down. It ain't happening. It ain't <laughs> happening. But don't worry, baby. It's only June. It's I only got June. July. I got August. I got September. <laughs> like this. can happen, dude. I'm like Frodo on the path, man. Right, and I'm just heading. That dark tower is Dalton Kate. I'm coming. <laughs> coming <laughs> all right well i was really hoping you guys were going to make this easier for me because there's a lot of running backs here that i really like uh and there's three in particular one javante williams has been the love of my life favorite yeah, forever like, favorite, favorite my, williams he's favorite dog williams. hates my husband material You're right javante's your husband exactly material. but here's what makes it tricky last year i spent all offseason beating the drum for Ramondre stevenson and he looks just as good as ever. And yeah, we're getting even more reports about how much Bill Belichick loves him. And then the, the guy this offseason that I've been beating the drum for all offseason because he's undervalued is Najee Harris. Yeah. So there's three guys here that I could easily see myself taking. And you're not Mormon, so. I, I can't. I can only take one. But at the end of the day, the heart wants what the heart wants. And so I'll take Javante Williams. You can't deny true love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Javante Williams, uh, fantastic running back. Love the new situation with Sean Payton. I think they're going to really be able to utilize him in ways that he hasn't been utilized before. Uh, all of the reports are really looking good as far as him maybe even being ready to start the season, which I've heard good things. Yeah. Every time that there's like people wondering, there's the, a GM, a coach, a trainer, uh, somebody putting out a report that he's at or ahead of schedule. He's doing this. He's doing that. So I, I'm all really the, all optimistic. Their, all their lack of big time moves and stuff as well yes. kind of points to that as, as also being a, at least a <laughs> Samaj P. Ryan, the huge move of Samaj P. Ryan. I, look, I like P. Ryan. He's a nice player, but but nobody envisions him being a top 24 caliber type of running back. It's, it's going to be Javante Williams as the lead back for this team whenever he's ready. And look, even if all of the reports are wrong and he is still, it's going to take him till week six that he's ready or week eight or the end of the season. I'm okay with that because I believe in this player that much. Mm -hmm. I think he's that talented. We're talking about a truly elite tackle breaker. Like in college at the first year in the NFL, he was the force miss tackle rate was absolutely absurd. It so, was him and Chubb and we all know Chubb is fantastic. He's amazing. He's just the best running back yeah. in the NFL. Just, just the best guy in the NFL. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so I am going to go Javante Williams and I feel great about it. I mean, I don't blame you, man. I, I would feel pretty good about it. Also. I was really thinking about taking him if he was around, um, with the next pick. Yeah. I knew, I knew he you wouldn't. Knew. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I like the pick. So, um, on, on to my choice. Wait, analysis on Javante Williams. No. All right, let, let us know. Uh, you don't have anything to say. Okay. Are you going to be negative or positive? You I, don't have anything listen, to say. As an official <laughs> Javante Williams owner now. That's true. In the, he is in now the your King favorite Williams. classic startup, he too is my running back three. I took him. Um, and I do like Javante Williams, like, but I think... I think that, I think there's a window to buy Javante Williams um, now, and it and could always. be now. But I also think you have time early. It's a huge window, you know. I I think even though all these reports like, oh, he looks great. We saw him just finally on a field, like which okay, he's finally on the field. Doesn't mean anything. Like he's not making contact. <laughs> if he does not start in a pup, which is it, you're right, it's looking like he's not, which is great news. Not starting mm -hmm. a pup. Even if he doesn't, he's still not going to be the guy week one or week two or week three. It'll probably be. Week six, seven, eight, somewhere around there, which sure. we have to wait too long. But then that, I mean, still Sean Payne is the head coach. Sean Payne has a history of always running two running backs. They have a history of almost his entire coaching career where those two running backs each get 10 plus carries. Now, Javante will be the head guy for, for sure. sure. 
Um, but there is a small part of me, like, where does he evolve into that PPR game? Mm-hmm. And that's that's my biggest question mark with Javante. Because, like, if there's any role for him in there, then he's an absolute monster. But unless someone gets limited, he's still a high-quality asset, and I still yeah. like him a ton. This is not a Javante disc, so, um, like, to me, I do like the idea of, again, a guy here, like like you mentioned, like a guy that's in the same age bracket that is the guy in both aspects of the game. And there's two guys kind of on the list here that are that way. So yeah. where I'd kind of lean those two guys, but I don't hate to pick. Like right. like you said, you now, can't are you, fight true The two long. guys you're talking about, are you talking about Ramondre and Harris, or are you yes. talking about Etienne and Walker? Because they have a higher ADP. No, I'm talking about Ramondre I'm, and Harris. I am worried a little bit about their their situation. Yeah, I have I have my questions about those. And I, I'm, listen, I'm one of the biggest Kenneth Walker. I said take him ahead of Garrett yeah, you Wilson. Love him. Like I was... If I go, if I could turn back time, if Cher was my uh, lover, like I would turn back time right now and take Garrett Wilson all day. Like what? Sure. A, like what a mistake. Um, but I still like the player. But, but it's not like he had a bad rookie season. He oh, looked he yeah. looked great as a rookie. It was a fantastic rookie yeah. season. Right. It's that I'm worried about. It's not Kenneth Walker's it's issue. It's Schneider is the issue. Getting there with a second round pick, just like oh, you get a second round pick at running back. You get a second round. Man, I was I would slap his mama. <laughs> I would not do that, by the way. That's just a complete joke. Um, <laughs> His mother is safe. Oh, yeah, she's for now. <laughs> for the Javante, back to the Javante Williams. Oh! Before I move on, there we go. Forty-three, I think, was were the receptions that he had his rookie season, and and sixteen in just a very short four-game window yeah. last year. So it's not his ability; it's Sean Payne's coaching style and where he uses Samaje Ryan. It has nothing to do with his ability. I mean, you think P. Ryan would be the the passing game option ahead of Javante Williams? I, I kind of like, do. Really? Yeah, early it's up. possible. I mean, he he did do that in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. That was kind of his role, right? But but I'm I'm with you. I I wonder. At the end of the day, we'll see how healthy he is and yeah. how, how he looks coming back from the injury. But I, I think he's just as talented of a pass catcher as, as oh, P. Ryan. 2024 so, is all Javante Williams all day long. Yeah. It's, so it's literally just... But again, this I, I say this it's all, a bridge. And I do, but I say that all the time. Like To me, when we talk about, oh, it's just this year with Javante... Every year matters for running back. It does. Like every it does. single year. So like, so to me, anytime it says, well, it's just this year with Javante, it's like, dude, you're talking about almost 25% of his entire dynasty, like hardcore value there. So sure. like, that's, that's the only difference there. Like, so to me, if I get one more year of a player, like full value, like I would just take that. That's like my deal breaker. Sure. Again, no, this has sense. nothing to do with Javante whatsoever. Like love the player. It's just, it's just injury. Let's see how 2023 plays out. I might be wrong, but I feel like he's going to be, of course, I think his second half is going to like, kind of skew the numbers, which of course that's where you want on the second half of the season for the playoff right. run. Right. It's just, I think that first half of the season is going to be very low end running back. The, the other, the other small part of it for Javon. Well, I guess, I guess it's two things, but one, and then Matt kind of alluded to it. They didn't draft anybody. I thought for certain that they were going to mm-hmm. draft somebody in round three, four, five, somewhere in there. They didn't touch anybody in the draft, but then the, the, all the reports of like, what a hard worker this kid is. And it also proved like he had a crazy high GPA. Like he was, you know, on a roll type of guy. So it, it shows that he's like a hard worker. And I like seeing that kind of stuff for guys coming off of injury, because how hard are they pushing to be ready to be the exception to the rule? Right. Doesn't mean he will, but I like, I like those types of types of guys. Yeah, no, absolutely too. I, I like that as well. Um, for me, I, th- I feel like they, they're starting to dry up a little bit uh, as far as running backs go. Um, so I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. I think um, I think I'm going to snag the last guy I feel pretty good about. Okay. Um, and I'm, I am going to go ahead and grab Najee. Um, mm-hmm. 
I just feel like the question marks really aren't there for him like they are for some of the other guys. You kind of laid them out, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker, ETN, both those guys are kind of getting competition. And there's Ramondre. Uh, but for me, that's, I know everything's lining up. Everyone feels good about him. There's so many positive reports yeah. coming out about him. Bill Belichick, he's, he's got a space in my brain. He lives there. He stays there <laughs> 24 free. hours a day, rent free, uh, seven days a week. Or So I, I just can't do it, especially with the running backs. Uh, so I'm going to go the real safe running back route and just go Najee Harris. Najee Harris coming off the previous year, entered first round dynasty startup talk, yeah. right? Finishes the top, was he top three, top four? Overall yeah, he was, I think he was the n- number three overall back yeah, after his running back. Um, and then, he, you know, all of a sudden, Najee just kind of like fell off a clip in the dynasty, dynasty community. I never understood it whatsoever. Um, I mean, obviously, he wasn't getting fed all the all the dump off passes yeah. uh, that it, he was getting. And on top of that, the, the you know, he still had a bad line. So that, that was last year. You know what I mean? That was last year. That's that's what caused the dip that, you, that you're talking about. What we saw, though, there's there's so many more factors in that. And, again, everything's so short-sighted sometimes when it comes to fantasy. And you look – it's so easy to look at the overall finish or where they finished mm-hmm. or look at things in small – that's why so many good, like, analysts will tell you, like, I don't care about anything but points per game. That's all that matters to me. And when you look at Najee Harris compared to the first half of the season, when you go to the first eight games compared to the second half uh, of the year, kind of like what we talked about Drake London, mm-hmm. where Drake London saw slight improvements – Najee Harris saw drastic improvements. Like his carries per game went up almost 50%. His targets per game, um, they didn't go up the second half. They stayed right around the same. But uh, his points per game in PPR went up about four points per game the second half of the season as Kenny Pickett got a little bit better. And, so, and he got healthy. Remember, he was dealing he with that, that foot injury all year. So to me, I think Najee Harris, like in dynasty overall from a trade value, we've seen a little bit more smoke coming out of the choo-choo train mm-hmm. uh, these days. So it's a little bit louder, a little bit closer. Choo-choo comes Najee. So I think the price might go on a little bit, but when you're looking for a running back buy with long-term and young success, like these running backs that we really are willing to go out and buy yeah. that scream value, I think Najee Harris does kind of scream value right now where I'm looking at that team and like, whether it be rookie picks I have this year they're really excited about or whether it be a rec- like they need a receiver, they need a tight end, um, where there's a path to acquire him because I would love to get Najee Harris. Yeah, uh, big time production. I mean, he's just gonna he's gonna get the carries and he's gonna get the production that you're looking mm-hmm. for. And he, he's about as safe as they come yeah. at running. Exactly. Jalen Warren's there. He's in a little bit of all, more involved in the sure, PPR game, sure. but still, it's gonna be the Najee Harris show. I, I wouldn't be shocked if if he had seventy five to eighty percent of the total touches out of the backfield. Yep, me neither. All right, so I'm up, and I'm looking at some players here. Again, there's still a lot of players I like here. There's a couple running backs, and I, I know I've, I've been saying Ramondre's name here, but any chance? Yeah, I, just 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 leave him. Leave him for I other am, people. I am leave it. I, yeah, <laughs> there's a strong case to be made uh, for him, and you can never go wrong. But I'm always going to grab the young receiver yep. when I can, when I find a value. And there's two guys here I'm really looking at, but I'm still going to take, I'm going to stick with my guy. Kind of like you said about Javante, like Traylon no. Burks throughout this whole process, no. even his rookie no, process. I know you didn't love him. You guys weren't as big as him on him as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to take Traylon Burks because it goes back to a, a, a team that does not have a lot of options out there at the receiving position. Derrick Henry, this is probably going to be his last year on the Titans in himself. They're probably Ryan Tannehill's last year on the Titans. 
But the one thing that will be there through this rebuild, and whether it be a new young quarterback, and as this kind of turns out uh, through of talent, it's going to be Traylon Burks. He'll be the number one receiver on there. They literally traded pretty much A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Like He's a guy. All offseason reports are saying that he's looking faster. Uh, I never had really a question about his hands. And where, where he's really dynamic is with the ball in his hands. Yep. So... What I love about the Traylon Burks for 2023 is not just a player itself. I love that. I love that he's looking leaner. I love that he's looking faster because I know that was your biggest. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was like my huge, huge biggest qualm about him. Exactly. And yep. right now he's looking lean. He's looking fast. He's he supposedly stayed there all off season. Ton right? of work he's yeah. put in. So again, I'm getting a number one receiver on a team that's probably going to have to throw the football a ton. Definitely for the division they're in and in the conference they're in. They're going to throw the football a ton. And Traylon Burst is going to be the number one guy in this offense. The number one two guy right now on paper looks like it's going to be Chig Okanakwo, uh, the tight end, and then probably Kyle Phillips. Again, great buys. I'd love to have him on my roster, but give me the number one guy that they're going to feed the football to. Um, the kind of and then the GM's got to kind of put the, you know, he's got to protect himself a little bit too. Like he traded AJ Brown for this pick. Like he's got to show that he made a good decision. Well, it's, a, it's a new GM now. Oh, it is a new You're right. They did get rid of their guy. Yep. Mike Vrabel's got to say, hey, I'm the head coach <laughs> and I okay this and I got to back this up. I forgot they did get rid of him. Yeah, they said, um, see ya. So for me, this is a pick. This is my guy. That move um, was terrible. I'm really excited for the 23 year and he showed signs last year. You know, got a little bit banged up. He showed signs that he could be a number one in the NFL. Well, I remember talking about it right after the draft and even though I wasn't the biggest Traylon Burks guy, I said Traylon Burks was the biggest winner of the draft. Biggest winner out of anybody. The fact that they did not touch the wide receiver position in the draft was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I, I Even apart from him being the top receiver on the team, I just thought they did depth there, and right. they, they no. didn't touch it at all. So that truly shows that they do believe in him. That they just want to run the ball. They just <laughs> want to give it to Derrick Henry and Spears. Uh, I'm going to throw Spears in there, too. Um, uh, before we get your guy... Okay. You got to tell us about our friends at FFPC. Oh, of course I do. FFPC launched in 2010, home of the largest high stakes dynasty community in fantasy football, over 1,000 active leagues. And look, you can enter a $100 league, just, you know, having fun, a good time. You're like, no, I want to do high stakes, like truly high stakes. Enter $2,500, maybe even $5,000 league. Best of all, their leagues do not fold. They have never, ever had a single uh, FFPC Dynasty League. That's still fold. amazing to me. That is wild because yeah. I see leagues fold all the time. Yep. All the time. So the fact that they have not had one uh, fold is awesome. Their orphan process of a team does leave. Uh, they're able to replace people quickly. Sometimes they even give discounts to make sure that your league does fill up. So go over there to myffpc.com. Look for the Dynasty page. You can look at all the orphans, all that kind of stuff. But best of all, use promo code NERDS and you will get $25 off any entry if you're a new member. So promo code nerds at myffpc.com. It's my number one question that I see on Twitter all the time. Like, I'm trying to join a dynasty league. Where do I go? Yep. And it's so easy to try to find people. The easiest thing to do is go to myffpc.com. It really is. If you want to play dynasty, if you're listening to this podcast and you're enjoying the format, um, or more so like you're in a league, but you want to join another league with different league mates and you're kind of having a hard time, this is the spot 100%. Garrett, who are you going with? I have to go with Ramondre now. I I had a whole thing planned out in my head of who I was going to talk about next and why I was taking them and all this stuff. And then, then Ramondre was still there. So I, I do have to take Ramondre Stevenson. 
I remember after, you know, before the season, I, I talked about he was one of the, the biggest buys for me. I didn't trust Harris. It looked like that they were really using Ramondre Moore in the receiving game. He's obviously, you know, built to be a goal line back. So the valuable touches I thought were going to go to him. And then Harris got a little banged up and Ramondre just took off with the job. Right. Took off with the job, held on to it all year. Crazy good season. He had a couple bummer games at the end of the year. So it left a little bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths, but we're talking, you know, at the midpoint of the season, he was putting 17 point game, 19 point game, 22, but like he was just putting back to back to back to back fantastic games. And and even this week, James White was in an interview and, and they were talking to him and, you know, they, they were talking about how he always, Bill Belichick always says committee. And he's like, and they were talking about Dalvin cook potentially going there. He's like, look, I, it could happen, I guess, but Bill Belichick loves, Ramondre. I do not see Dalvin Cook going there. It's the the entire job is Ramondre's for the taking. And when you can see, you know, former players that played with this guy saying that and and know Bill Belichick, I mean, there's not many players that would know Bill Belichick better than James White with all that time that he spent there. Uh, it, it just reaffirmed what we saw last year with him being a legitimate running back one for your fantasy team, that he could definitely prove that and do that again this year. I mean, all that is good you know, it's good pub and it sounds good. And I, and I hope it's true. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. Um, I don't trust it. <laughs> you know, I still weird. don't. I have a trust issue. I've been hurt too many times, too many times, Garrett, but he he's efficient to one. My gut tells me, and it's and so hard because like, once this does happen, like the price goes up, he's already an expensive player as it is. Like there's a, you're everything that you read about, like how like bill does like him. There's a part of me that thinks a Ramondre gets extended. At some point, for like, like he, like he, he's a later round pick, right? He knows the running back market is kind of doo doo, and kind of comes in and signs like almost like an Alexander Madison deal. Sure, you know what I mean? Where it's like two or three years, hey, yeah, just getting four, five, eight, four, or five, six yeah. million dollars a year, like nothing crazy as the cap keeps going up, and like all of a sudden now he's like, wow, he's got this like two to three year window now of like more on top of this year, so like. That he might have this like three year window, which is on top of already the year that he's, he's had, done, yeah. which gives him a four year window, which is like when it comes to dynasty running backs, that's like hip Amazing. hip hooray. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've struck yeah. gold. So yeah. it's not 100%, but like the one reason I would want to buy in Ramondre is like there is that value because him not being like a high pick like Etienne or Najee Harris or even like a guy like Kenneth Walker, it's like they're already making really good money for them. Like right. some of those guys would take a pay cut on their second contract they might where yeah. Mondre would begin a significant raise and he's like listen dude if a Dalvin Cook's getting cut you know if Zeke can't find a job like I'm you're giving me 10 million guaranteed I'm taking it yep. you know like hey here's a four-year deal 15 million dollars eight to eight million guaranteed oh okay yeah I'm in or 18 million dollar deal 10 guaranteed like I'm in like I could see that happen. Like part of my gut, like if I was looking in my crystal balls, they're real too dusty. I can't look into them too much. Um, <laughs> we'd be in there. So how many more picks do you think we got room for? Uh, we've been Gabby on this. Episode. Yeah, we have been Gabby. Yeah, uh, we got a lot more to go in the next episode too. So maybe, maybe we'll just get through one more each, huh? One more each. Yeah. End it off again in the awkward yeah. middle of the third round. Exactly. I love it. Yep. <sighs> third round Garrett. <laughs> But it kind of is. <laughs> so we oh, we're in the exact same spot, fifteen yeah. and fifteen. Yeah, exactly. It would give us fifteen again. Or no, it would only give us twelve. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, we've gone we exactly. Yeah, we've we gone haven't exactly, even done around. We've gone exactly around um, from <laughs> where we were. Dude, the deeper you go, like the deeper you go, the more the more you have to think about it. about it. Yeah, it, it really is a lot to lot to think about. A lot, a lot to talk about. You take Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, why? Oh, his hair looks He's great. Great quarterback. 
He's my hair fantastic. Great. Um, so for me, uh, again, I, I feel like I'm at this spot where the, the, the running backs are kind of looking, eh, for me. Um, that the Ramondre probably was the last one that felt felt pretty good, and and for me he didn't even really feel that good. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna switch back to the wide receivers. Um, Rich kind of did it last time, and I thought he was gonna take this guy, but I forgot for, uh, forgot about his love for Traylon Burks. Uh, but I'm gonna go Dotson, uh, not Rich Dotson, Jihad. Yeah, Dotson. I'm number one exactly. So I'm gonna grab him. Love love the young talent right there. I mean, obviously he's there with. Um, Another very talented wide receiver in uh, Terry, McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Thank you. In my brain, all I had was Terry Rubisky, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> it's not Terry receiver. That's not. It's not. It's not. But him. a former Buckeye as well. Though. That's what screwed me up. Yeah. It really is. Uh, my Buckeye brain went a little haywire. Um, but you know, obviously, the quarterback situation's got to get figured out there. But Bellamy uh, coming in, uh, be enemy, be enemy. Eric, yo, MTV <laughs> raps. Bellamy. My brain is fried right now. Yo, MTV raps. It's not like we have. I know he's on MTV. I can't remember. Me neither. Yeah, he was definitely MTV though. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Garrett doesn't even know who he, he is. is. Comedian. <laughs> no idea. You know Eric Bellamy? Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, Eric Bieniemy there as the offensive coordinator is going to bring some good things, but uh, they're going to spread the ball around. All these wide receivers are going to be getting a lot more action. I feel like as long as they get that quarterback situation kind of figured out, um, the sky's the limit for all these guys. And he he produced even when they didn't have the yeah. quarterback situation. When he was healthy, he was, he was touchdown was, machine. He was just fantastic. Touchdown, touchdown, yep. touchdown. Like he didn't even have to try. He would just score touchdowns. Under, I think he's an undervalued player. Like a very yeah, efficient, so. dude, first round pedigree, mm-hmm. efficient route runner, good hands, has a nose for the end zone. Like, what else are you looking? Started for? off hot last year, disappeared towards the middle of the season with some little nicky uh, ticky tacky injuries and stuff like that, but came back and proved at the end of the year that he could still do it. And dude, it's a simple yeah. s- puzzle to solve. It's because they have Terry McLaurin and no proof at quarterback. You right. know, like that's that's why he's sliding. Which is great. Like you always mm-hmm. take the talent. Yep. Like yep. over everything else, and he, like you look for buying windows like that. So it just kind of gives Ken, Jahan Dotson a pretty good window. And remember, Terry McLaurin's like an older yes he's receiver. 20, He'll be twenty eight going yeah. to this. Like he turns twenty eight this year. So it's not like he still got time, plenty of right, time. But, but like no spring chicken. You, you say Terry McLaurin's name, you're like oh, he's still one of those younger guys. He'll be twenty eight in September too. It's like right at the beginning of the season. So. Yeah. So he turns twenty eight early. So okay, um, I'm kind of gonna. I bet this is kind of a shock a little bit. I mean, Shocking I love high. Kenneth Walker. I do. Travis Etienne's pretty good. I'm going to go Christian Watson. Oh, okay. I am and, kind of shocked. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to lie. Dude, there's a lot, I see a lot of stuff on Twitter about uh, Christian Watson going, oh, you got to sell him. They're overrated, blah, blah, blah. And maybe, but I mean. But maybe not. Dude, when it comes to this game, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of maybes. Like, everything's a maybe. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of maybes. And. What Christian Watson showed me last year, and, and people like, and I don't hear any of this, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers had one of his most inefficient years he's ever had in his entire career. Like, Aaron Rodgers was not the MVP Aaron Rodgers last year. Right. You know, and you, you could blame the weapons around him, but listen, when you're an MVP quarterback or Hall of Fame quarterback, like, you elevate the players around you. And you can easily say, oh, he elevated Christian Watson, but listen, we all knew Christian Watson coming out was a high upside player, right? Like who needed time to uh, develop kind of North Dakota. And when he did come into play last year, yeah, I mean, he didn't average a ton of catches, but he's a big time receiver. He caught it. He he was averaging four catches per game. 
But he was averaging over 75 yards per game, right? He was averaging a t- over a touchdown per game. This is somebody who saw just coming in last year in, in, in the limited amount of games they played. I think there's only, there wasn't a ton of games where he played a ton of snaps. Like he was limited to like. Are you talking about his college? No, and for the Packers okay. last year. But I mean, he was seeing close to 25% of the target share. We, weeks 10 through 13 is where he went nuts. Right, that's where he scored seven, that's t- where he seven touchdowns in a four-week span, and and was, New you know, yeah, just totally bonkers. Um, he was, you know, inconsistent. Very other, inconsistent. Uh, other than that, and and I think that's why there's probably backlash, and you know, who knows what you're getting for. The, but he's a high second pick in the second round, yeah. six foot five, two hundred eight pound. Like, like he is what you want out of an outside wide receiver. And, and I would expect inconsistent. Right. They're like we talked about. Like this is somebody who's going to need time to develop. Like I expected inconsistencies. And what I look at here is like, yeah, there's a risk. But again, I see the upside as well mm-hmm. here. And at the worst case, like you mentioned, he was, he's one of the highest drafted receivers they've taken in a long time. Yes, they take Jaden Reed. Yes, they took Luke Musgrave. But outside of that, there's not a lot of options here. And there's definitely no like season options here to right. be the number one guy. Um, with him, Jordan Love, have a whole offseason in the same offense mm-hmm. to build his rapport here. It's basically him and Do- uh, Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs. Dobbs, Dobbs yeah, so whatever. like... There's not a lot of other options here. And Christian Watson will be the number one receiver on this team. So, again, I'm grabbing, like, number one guys here, right? Like, for sure, fire number one guys. Even Dotson, who I, I like a ton. Like, Terry McLaurin's the number one guy there. Christian Watson's in position to see the target share. Like, give me that 22 to 25% target share. Give me those big-time plays that, that, that kind of make up for uh, maybe the, the, the overshare of receptions. But, like... If he does see an increase of about, I want to say almost double, so from four catches a game to about six to seven, you're talking about a guy that's going to catch six to seven footballs per game, averaging 100 yards per game. I don't expect that one over, slightly over one touchdown ratio to continue, but, you know, a .75 point touchdown ratio, like that's a a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver one kind of player we're talking about here. So, a lot of risk I involved here, a yeah. lot of maybes, but again, that that's a game we play. And anytime I can grab that um, beautiful maybe, yeah, maybe it's a mirage. Like, I'll put my <laughs> arms around him, baby. Come here and give daddy a smooch. All so, right. He could be fantastic. And that's what you're, that's obviously what you're shooting for. But, and I think that you're right. I'm shooting for that. But I, I honestly think with him, like, the floor is like, I think his floor is high end wide receiver three. That's his floor. Like a high end wide receiver three. I, I mean, I could see that just all based off of the fact that he's there's the, no one else. There's no one else there. Yeah, I mean, so he's like, the guy. I have a starter. Like right. worst case, it's right. not like I'm swinging and missing here, and I got a turd for it. I got to flush down the toilet. I mean, unless that entire offense is just a freaking disaster, which you never know. It could be. It could uh, be. But that would be the only way well, that, and, I think and, that happens. And you even saw him as a prospect, even though yeah, his hands were a little inconsistent at times at, at North Dakota State and things like that. I love when I see guys go to the senior bowl and are showing off their finer skills. And he was torching guys at the senior bowl with route running and and things that are not just pure size and speed. So when you have those things, but you also have a few of the finer things that you can add into it, I think that does spell good success. So while, while I agree that this is a very risky pick, the the reward in it, I think, is more than worth it to take him at this point. There's no difference in taking him than taking Quentin Johnston here. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's the same kind of like totally. thing, thing I'm looking at here. So like people are like, oh, take Quentin Johnston. It's the same thing. I'm taking the same player. I'm just getting one guy ahead. I saw a dude in the NFL level. And I saw him. And he's got a clearer path like this year to this targets. Year. Yeah. And, I, and a player that didn't let 
early fall. Remember, like his first oh, play, he had that big drop. His first play of mm-hmm. him coming back was a deep target down the sideline from Aaron Rodgers, and he dropped it for a touchdown. And he didn't. And like Aaron Rodgers stuck with it, kept going with him, and like you saw his confidence build and what it turned into. So he now just has to do with Jordan Love. He has a good head coach. Let's see how it turns out. Who's uh Who's the last pick of our show? I feel Lover like this boy. is. I feel like this is about to be Matt's uh, Jameson Williams pick, where it's like. Did you really need to take him here now? You can do what you got to do. You, you, you might have been able to get him in a, a few picks or so. He's taking Will Levis. Oh, my God. Don't take Rashad White right here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, I'm going all the way down to my boy Brock Purdy. What? I like it. Brock Purdy. Don't uh, his, his ADP right now with the nerds is 116 overall, quarterback 27. But here's the thing. The ADP for Trey Lance it's quarterback 19, pick 66 off the board. That's silly. I can't. I st- listen. I, still I don't, don't mean to interrupt. I still can't believe. Like, if you're an avid nerder listener, like, you you should send me a cake. I'm literally the first person in this entire industry, I will bet my life on it, said, you need to sell Trey Lance now. Like, That's true. That, that was, like, way early. And people were like, you're a moron. Well, who's the moron now? Well, we, we even saw another report that he's he's throwing. He's, he was down in Jacksonville. He Time was, will tell who's the moron. Trey Lance is reportedly <laughs> the third quarterback on the depth chart. Look. <laughs> Look. He looks terrible so far. Even if he's throwing a football, he looks terrible. Brock Purdy, I, I, I have all the confidence in the world that Brock Purdy is going to be their starter week one, if healthy. Like, I have no questions about that. And... All the reports are that he he's throwing, he's making all the strides. Um, Tom Pelissaro said that he is on track to start week one. Like, it, yeah, it came out today. Today it came that. out. He's going. I think tomorrow to go. Yeah, to go throw. Yes, like he's so, throwing with his orthopedic surgeon and somebody else. So if you told me that we knew for sure that he was going to be the starter, which we still don't know for sure, but everything points to yeah. him being the starter week one. Where would he be going? Like he would easily be going in this range right here. <laughs> For he sure. would easily be going in this range. So, and and I think that's the thing, you know, yes. Is Kenneth Walker or Travis Etienne or Jordan Addison a, a good pick here? Yes. All of those guys are just fine here, but the odds of them improving that much on their ADP at this point, probably not a ton between now and next year. Oh no. Like I, they're going to be, but they're locked in where they're at. Brock Purdy <laughs> could absolutely catapult. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I mean, I took, where'd I take uh, Kenny Pickett? Two seven in this in this you know whatever this little mock thing right. whatever we're doing here, but he could be above Kenny Pickett, yeah, easily absolutely. just because the offense he's in and, and how much they're gonna maybe pro- open that thing up in the, in the in year two of Purdy. Kyle Shanahan has a history of taking average quarterbacks to make him look fantastic through the schemes he devised and the confusion he puts on the defense, right? And look at the weapons he has around him. These are some of the best weapons Kyle Shanahan's ever had. This is a quarterback that made Brian Hoyer look absolutely fantastic and give Browns a winning record until he was forced, literally forced to put Johnny Manziel in a quarterback. Yeah. When you look at Brock Purdy, when he actually came in to be the guy, it was right around week 13, right? That's mm-hmm. when it was. So right around week 13 is when Brock Purdy came on and had that fab- fabulous uh, run in the playoffs as well. From week 13 on, for the last five weeks of the season, Brock Purdy was quarterback number nine overall. He was better than Geno Smith. He was better than Daniel Jones. He's better than Tom Brady. He's better than Russell Wilson. That's where he was. Quarterback nine overall. Now, do I say think Brock Purdy is quarterback nine over now? No, absolutely not. But in Kyle Shanahan's system, 
with the weapons around him, he will produce. Absolutely. He's got the, every player that you see in that offense, you say, just put the ball in their hands. And Kyle Shanahan knows that. He ske- divides schemes to put the ball in Debo's hands, balls either behind the scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. Christian McCaffrey, get the ball in the passing game outside. He had over 100 targets last year, Christian McCaffrey. Um, George so, Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, like so many weapons. Weapons are there. So Brock Purdy is going to produce, and he's probably a top 16 quarterback this year, right around there if he's fully healthy. And which he's young. Is a top 60 overall player right mm-hmm. around there. Maybe he finishes quarterback 18, but overall, when he was a starter last year for the San Francisco 49ers, being Mr. Irrelevant at that point, first year in the system, not knowing a ton, obviously he's pretty smart, quarterback nine overall. So when we're talking about screaming value, this is tremendous value. Let me ask you, because I was talking about Kenny Pickett, would you guys, if you knew Brock Purdy was 100% healthy, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Kenny Pickett? I personally would probably have Brock Purdy. Um, I can understand the Pickett argument because of the safety of the first round pick. I think that's the only thing that I can say that he has over Brock Purdy, but I think Brock Purdy proved it in points per game. Yeah. He proved it in the big moments of the playoffs. Like, right. I mean, he did anything you would want a rookie quarterback to do. So I would say Brock Purdy. His hands are bigger than three musketeers, small bars. Yep. <laughs> helps. I would probably still take Kenny Pickett too, but I think they're in the same range. But it's close. And the fact that we're talking about a guy that was taken in the first round and the guy that was taking the very last pick in the draft. Right. And they're that he's closed the gap that significantly in one year where he's been injured. Like, you right. know what I mean? He right. ended the season with an injury, a pretty serious injury that he's coming back from. The fact that he's closed that gap that significantly in one year would point to a trajectory that Brock Purdy is going to be the, the way better prospect in, in two years if healthy. In the Kings Classic, where I told you I did Kenny Pickett as my quarterback two behind Deshaun Watson, just a couple picks later, I took Brock Purdy. Look at that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, against all these big-time analysis. Think they're better than me? I'll show you guys. Purdy mania. Purdy. Pretty good pick. Team's looking pretty good. So mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, get out there. Join the Nerd Herd. Get on Underdog. Check out our app. Download it. If you like the show, leave a rating review. Uh, check out DynastyNerds.com. Uh, if you ever want to talk Dynasty in the summer, I haven't given my Twitter handle in a while because I'm not active. Maybe give me more questions out there. We can talk at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. And we'll be back next week talking more Dynasty fantasy football. Adios.